Novel Meets Evil is a true crime podcast where we compare literary characters from modern fiction to real cases to see what we can learn about human nature. You think you know your neighbors, your co-workers, your spouse, but the real creeps hide in plain sight every day. What's behind the curtain? What are they hiding? Do you really want to know? And why are you so eager to look? What are you hiding? I'm here to tell you that there's nothing wrong with looking. Just don't stare. It'll give you the creeps. I always have some misgivings about starting a new creative project. Why am I doing it? Who benefits? What parts of myself am I exposing? I don't care that everyone and their mother has a podcast these days. I think that's a good thing. But when I ask myself, why even make basically audio essays about fringe topics? I think, well, what do I consume in my free time? The answer, audio essays about fringe topics. Boom, there you go. When you're starting a podcast and you're trying to narrow down your topic, effectively to define your audience, the podcasting pros all say the same thing, niche it down. John's CrossFit for single men over 40 is better than exploring CrossFit. It's counterintuitive. A sharper focus means a smaller group of interested people. I don't mind constraints. Even in music, I find constraints lead to more interesting work, for me anyway. Niching down means less of a chance of someone else making similar content, too. But my early concern was that my content was too niche. You see... I'm devoted in equal measure to reading weird fiction and also consuming true crime stories. Nothing particularly revelatory in either of those. Good stories just grab me. In the Novel Meets Evil podcast, I compare true crime cases to characters from fiction, drawing parallels and exploring common themes as I see them. So if there is one, that's the original part. I make arguments based on my own experiences, my own peculiar interests and fears. The proposition I'm making is that many of us share similar fears. At first, I was looking at the premise as follows. Let's say there's a one in 50 chance the average person has read a certain novel. Let's say Catcher in the Rye. Well, that already slices off a huge chunk of the possible audience. See you later. Then let's say there's a 1 in 20 chance that they've heard of a true crime case, the one I've selected as a counterpoint on that episode. Let's say the murder of John Lennon by Mark David Chapman. Kind of related. So multiply Catcher in the Rye by the murder of John Lennon, and now we've whittled it down to a 1 in 1,000 chance somebody is familiar with both the book and the case. Isn't that a problem? Well, luckily, unfamiliarity with a given true crime case isn't a problem as true crime programs often introduce new cases to a listener, documentary style. People are used to that. With novels, you really do have to have already read them to get much out of a discussion about them. All I really need is for the listener to be familiar with the novel and have a general morbid curiosity about life. We're always looking for new ways of dissecting literature, new angles from which to reconsider works, even those that we think we know well. Novel Meets Evil uses real cases from the headlines as a vehicle for this exploration. You're either on board or you're not. No shade either way. 
I worked in public libraries for 20 years. I've known a lot of different kinds of readers. Even so, I don't see stories as mere escapism from the challenges of life. I have absolutely used what I've learned from reading sci-fi novels in my real life. The Martian Chronicles isn't just about the exploits of Earthmen on the Red Planet. The work is powerful because it shows you new ways of thinking, hidden meanings in the mundane. The myth of Echo and Narcissus from Ovid's Metamorphoses, completed in 8 CE, isn't just the story of a beautiful youth who fell in love with his own reflection. That's the A story. But it's full of universal themes, unrequited love, rejection, revenge, that inspired the works of Dante, Chaucer, Shakespeare, and still arouse new authors thousands of years later because the conflicts are endlessly compelling. Universal human themes, not just recycled, but reforged. Whether packaged as clever myths, noir detective fiction, or shocking true stories from the news, we can find new angles from which to re-examine our own stories. That's kind of the point. People who know me know I have always been in love with audio. I think it's borderline magical in the same way that marks on a page sweeping a reader away to fantasy worlds is magical. We encode a human performance and transmit it to be reproduced on someone's living room speakers at a time of someone else's choosing. I always made audio recordings instead of travel photos. Now I listen back to road recordings I made on minidisc bumming through Switzerland as a young dude, and bam, I'm transported back there. I can hear the hostile lounge with hungover people drinking the morning coffee, the smoking area further away with people conversing in non-English tongues, mopeds going by with noticeably different engines than you hear in the recordings from Florence or London. Sounds can take you somewhere, lead you to new realizations you may never have come to on your own in a quiet room, as valuable as silence also is. I've been audio recording in pro and taped together home studios, mostly music, but also experimental and field recording for coming up on 25 years. More recently, I've melded my interest in books and audio into working as a recording engineer for audiobooks, podcasts, ADR for film, and other voiceover projects at a major New York City voiceover studio with names we all recognize from movies, TV, and elsewhere. After watching how it's done by true professionals, I have immense respect for voice actors who can jump on the mic and take you away with just the air in their lungs and a command of storytelling. That's magical in a completely different way. I'm no actor, but I do have some ideas I'd like to explore. With you, if you'll have me. And just off the cuff, one of the things that I think is cool about a project like this is that it doesn't rely on my ideas, really. The content already exists, and I'm just sort of synthesizing it, hip-hopping it. I have a lot of pieces of fiction in the pipeline. I'm open to ideas. I hope I don't reveal too much. Just enough. <laughs>